0: Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM.
1: Father, we thank you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus, we praise you, we glorify you Jesus, we honor you Father, we thank you Jesus, we praise you Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus, we praise you, we praise you. Thank you Lord, thank you Lord Jesus, we glorify you. Thank you Lord, thank you Lord. Thank You Lord, Uh, Thank You Lord Jesus, Thank you Lord, Thank You Lord Jesus we praise you Jesus, Praise you Jesus, Thank You Lord Jesus, We praise you Jesus, Thank You Lord We praise you Jesus, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you. Uh, we praise your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you. So technology is a blessing, <laughs> and it can be a curse. Anybody want to testify? Why? Look for my
0: notes real quick. Okay, go ahead. This
2: is my testimony. <laughs> So, but every time I get up to sing or talk, I don't cough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, I had a studio session yesterday and I, I didn't want to cancel it because in my mind, I'm thinking I probably should postpone this until March after all of this. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I was coughing all the way there. It's a two hour ride because the studios up, up in the Poconos, coughing, coughing, coughing. And I got in there. And when I tell you, the angels was in there singing in the mic. I didn't cough one time when I was in there. As soon as I got in my car and turned left out of the driveway (laughs) all the way back home. But I just want to thank God for um, being a keeper
3: and a,
2: a healer anyway. And that just be encouraged. I know I am that even when, you know, the symptoms come and go, they still go and they still can't stay. And just whatever I need to do to remind myself and align myself with the word of God to maintain and hold on to the healing, um, I'm going to do that. But it's just good to know that it will not hinder me from anything God has called me to do. So whatever it is, I just want to encourage somebody else, whatever the thorn is, whatever the issue is, it doesn't have to stop you from moving forward, even Amen. if it gets on your nerves Amen. in your downtime. Amen. You know, do what you can. I'm doing what I can naturally. But I just want to testify that God is a healer. Um, and Amen. no matter what. Amen. And that when I need him, he shows up and he shows up. Amen. 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 Amen.
3: Glory to God.
1: Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We honor you this morning. Uh, You are the Lord, and besides you, there is no other. So, Father, we declare your glory. Heavens, the heavens, and the earth declare your glory, and we join these creation, the creation. We join creation, and we echo that we declare your glory. And even in our dreams, we declare your glory in the name of Jesus as we fulfill dreams that you've placed in our hearts, we declare your glory upon the earth. And I thank you that from today's word, we will never be the same. And I thank you that you are setting us up, making the road clear for the trajectory that you have us on. And for those who have gotten off of the path, That they'll get back on it and they'll begin to dream again. Father, I thank you, Father, for this prophetic word, as some will say, this word that will stir up the dreams and even stir up the creativity. And Father, I thank you for the Spirit of the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of creativity, that He begins to create for those who are lacking the ambitions to dream those who are complacent with life, those who are satisfied with norm. And Lord, I thank you that it's, it's, it's only crazy until it's normal. And Father, I thank you, Father, for stirring up and within us the desire for more, <clears throat> not for self-centered or selfish reasons, but for the glory of God. Father, I thank you that there are not enough people dreaming there are not enough people believing for more, be, thinking more, believing for more, talking more. And I, I thank you that you have found in this storefront church, God, glory to God. And I declare it, it is a storefront, but it will not always be. And Father, I thank you, Father. We, there's no shame in our starting. There's no shame in our 13, 14, 15, 16 years. And I thank you, Father. It's not how we start, but it's how we finish. And I thank you that the finish is bigger than the the origin of it in the name of Jesus. And even the current condition, the the finish is bigger than this. (laughs) And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for, 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 for the ability to think and believe for more. I thank you for the increase for vision. I thank you for giving us more, giving us, Lord, I thank you that we see more. We say more, we say, we declare more, we do more. I thank you that we will bless the city of Perth Amboy on November 11th. I thank you that, Lord, I thank you that you will multiply our endeavors. Thank you, Lord. And I thank you we got seed all around this world. And I thank you that we got too many, too much seed in the ground. And I thank you that it's popping up harvest time that will echo in eternity. And I thank you, God. I praise you, Father. I thank you that our singing is not in vain. Our worship is not in vain. Our tongues are not in vain. Our hallelujahs are not in vain. Our, 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 our witnessing and our, our being a light, even as you used Prophet Evans to talk about when we were in that hotel in Piscataway and Embassy Suites, You said that he saw a city on a hill and from the city he saw multiple um, cities and, and multiply, which speaks of church planning. And Father, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. I praise you. Come on, let's worship. Thank you, Lord. It's, it's no harm in praying a little bit longer. I defile the religious system of the day to, to, to give us a two or three point sermon and a couple single single songs and, and a couple amens here and there of a short prayer. But Father, we, we, we've come to mean business with you and we want to meet with you, God. We want to meet with you, Father. And God, I thank you that when we meet with you, things change. They, they change. Our mindsets change. Our spirits and our, and our alignments. And our, I, God, I thank you, Father. I praise you, Lord. I praise you. And I glorify you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's stir up the gifts of God. Join me standing. Ah, you're not here to participate or hear uh, a motivational, uh, self-centered message. But we are here to engage uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ and with the Holy Ghost and with the Father. And if you can pray in tongues, I want you to pray in the spirit. And I don't just want you to rattle off like a shotgun machine gun. But I want you to be. I'll oh, stop. Just stop. I want you to be intentional. I want you to be intentional when you pray in the spirit. And sometimes, and I'm already in my sermon. And sometimes when you pray in the spirit, people are um they they do what some would call a machine gun, and 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 that is effective because it's tongues. But there is a missing element when you don't fellowship with the Holy Spirit when you pray in the spirit. There are times you can't do it on the level that we're going to do in a few moments. But I want you to be intentional. I want you to think about the words that you're saying as the Spirit gives you utterance, and I want you to flow with the Spirit. So I want you to think about what you're saying with your mind on the Lord. And I want you to discern the flow of the Spirit. Now let's jump into it he's time to train us on a greater level of fellowship you've been oh, let's stop stop I'm sorry for stopping but I'm just I'm just gonna flow um, some of us have been so used to the way we pray in the spirit that we don't expect anything else There's more in the spirit and there's a more, a higher level of fellowship that you and I have never experienced. So don't go to that same familiar spot.
3: Come up higher, says the Lord. Let's
1: let's go. Open your heart. And I want you to open your mouth and flow with the Spirit of God. Zandebi kin donemekon sunebi. Zonom mahe. He nahama. Breaking no mana. Zondo no mana. Don't come out of the familiar. Makinde. Zaname. Hadeksindam ma de sendam mambo. Zanda. Ekandi. Zinduku remete isindada. Zandamamambrekandanda. Mamma mamba. Come to the place of faith my mama even in your tongues my mama kind motion do no numba ma haniki titition do rur mama janavi sidamba do no ma and hear with new ears mandasim the ocean do o my mama de, and speak with new tongues and making the e ma, mama and experience a greater level of joy mandeke andacinna beking isin isinde. Now, let me say this. There is a, um, what I see is somebody, if I'm missing it, I'm missing it, but somebody has got a bad report concerning your heart. And if you'll come forth, I'll pray for you and the Lord will meet us. So who got a report concerning your heart? It's like I saw a dot in a heart. Zambai K C C is there anybody here? A bad report concerning the heart. Let's just continue to pray. Come on, let's let's go to a familiar place in the spirit. Ha ha ha. Zikin vicitu vrede zandora bikanda hasiti siture maba zanama rekendendendi zanama sisi sisi cc cc zananamba mamo bokura mba yo mrikika you sanda namre zane ke sisi shi shi shupurebe zahaba u course sunday daba Zanana mana thank you Lord thank you, Lord. thank you for a fresh relationship, a fresh fellowship I zo no, no, no fresh ears to hear and fresh tongues to speak and fresh hearts to receive Thank you Lord, thank you Lord Zanaba site dhamasinde, zanavesite, zandevesi, zede condu situra ma site, zanabre si sianamabresite, zanambre kiti e vipo kosu dobre. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. Come on, let's lift up our hands and thank God for the fresh wind of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for a fresh wind. Thank you for a fresh move, a fresh joy. And naeke sim da 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 We're not tired. Uh, I thank you that we refresh, and we we there these are times of refreshing in your presence. And na ba da 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 ka sun da da ba da da. I sense like electricity. I ma ma mbre da. I recharge. I can a refilling. I ma 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 ba ba. I re. I my kanda ma sim den da ba da da da. Zandora ma ma bre. I thank you. There's nothing still about you, Lord. Come on, let's just say that. There's nothing still about you. There's nothing still about you. There's nothing still about you, God. For, for in your presence is the fullness of joy. I ah, king, you don't give old joy. You give new joy. <laughs> Glory to God. You give new peace and new mercies. Ah, even as you fed the children of Israel new manna from heaven. There's newness about our church. There's newness about our lives. There's a newness about our walk with you. There's a newness about our prayer life. There's a newness about our fasting life. There's a newness about our witness. There's a newness about, oh God, Lord, glory God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for a newness, a newness, Father. In the name of Jesus, you desire to pour out new wine. And Father, we receive the new wine of your spirit, the new revelations. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. New vision. Ah, new vision. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. A new revelation of who you are, God. Oh, Father, I thank you, Father. Thank you for the truths we learn. And I thank you for a new way of seeing them in Jesus' name. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And this, this, is, this is what I heard is that for years, I've prayed Ephesians 1 in, this, in our gatherings. And the spirit of the Lord said to me just now, that there is an abundance of spirit of wisdom and revelation, but we have not even yielded or tapped into it. So there's more revelations than we have uh, the capacity to receive it. For the the prayers that I have prayed have, have built up a memorial in the heavens over this church. And if we receive it, We'll walk in a greater level of revelation and a greater level of of the spirit of wisdom because the prayers have been prayed. Thank you, Lord. I've never seen that. I've never heard that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And so for Bazariki, so by faith we receive the abundance of revelation. We receive The abundance of wisdom. Everything we need is in the house. And thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive it by faith. Thank you, Lord. Let's give God some praise for that. Come on. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you. Come on. Come on. Let's thank God by faith for that abundance. I thank your abundance abundance of revelation, abundance of wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for the abundance of harvest spiritually, numerically, financially. Thank you for the abundance in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I want you to hug somebody, high five them, and take your seats. We're going to get into this word. Thank you, Lord, for the abundance that is in our church, the abundance, the overflow to be able to share it with somebody else. For Jesus said in John 10, I've come that you may have life, and life more abundantly. And so it's time, KLM, to step into the abundance of what God has for us. Amen? What do you call that? Utterance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to share concerning some dreams, uh, about your dreams, and the Lord is serious about your dreams that he's placed in your heart. And he does not give us dreams to to play with us. God is not playing with us. He is serious about the dreams that he's placed in your heart. (laughs) And he expects those dreams to come to pass. So I need some dreamers to come with me. God wants to expand our capacity to dream some big dreams. I was telling the... um, the student leaders, as well as the adult leaders on Friday, there's nothing small about God. He's fat. (laughs) He's enormous. He's large. To the point that Isaiah says this, that heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. There's nothing small about God. When he saved you, he saved you big. He did it big. He, He didn't send just an angel, but he came in the form of a man. He did it big. He got a big heaven and a big earth, and he got some children. And he said, I, "You know, I, I'm not sowing Jesus as, as, as and expecting a few." But he said, "John said I saw a number that no man can number." He told Abraham about the vision, about the manifestation of what Jesus did. It says, "You know, as, as, as you see the stars." That's how many kids I'm going to give you. And you see the sand? that's how many kids I'm going to give you. And then John picked it up in the spirit and it says, I saw a number that no man can number. He said 144,000 and people got stuck there. And then he flipped it and says a number that no man can number.
3: Thank you, Lord. God is after people.
1: And your dreams include people. So, he's serious about this dream issue. So, today I'm gonna um, talk about freedom to dream. Freedom to dream. You should take notes. Um, Freedom to dream. I've been thinking about this all week. Freedom to dream. So, Father, I thank you once again. It is an honor and a privilege to come in your presence. I come boldly on the basis of the blood and and in the name of Jesus. And, Father, by faith, I receive the wisdom to deliver your word with clarity and power and precision. And I thank you that something will change place, take place in the hearts in the minds of these, your people. Father, I thank you that this message will echo in eternity, that the results, the, the fruit of this word will produce some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. But I pray that the latter will be greater, but will be more, There more people will reap 100 fold from this message. In Jesus' name, I pray, Father, that we'll believe for more, we'll think for more, we'll dream for more, in the name, we'll work for more. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I thank you for delivering those with a religious mindset who are settling for the lot that the enemy has given them. God, I thank you. I thank you that, Lord, you have not called us to covetousness, but you have called us to dream big dreams, think big thoughts, Get having a big want to. I thank you that, that you have placed inside of us a bigger want to. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus,
3: thank you, Lord.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the precious Holy Ghost. And Father, I pray that you have baptized these, your people, with the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. That the eyes of their understanding, that the eyes of their understanding will be flooded with light, that they may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father, as your son and as your slave. I speak not as a mere man, but I speak as the oracles of God. And Lord, I I tap into, I step into those anointings that you have placed inside of me. I stir those gifts up and I flow into them. And I thank you that this service will change the trajectory of this church, will change the trajectory of these members and those who listen to it. I thank you for a fire of desire, a fire for that which you have called us to. Father, the time is now. And, Father, forgive us for allocating for what you've called us to now, to the future. Father, we walk into it now. Now, in Jesus' name. Now, in Jesus' name. The change starts now. The deliverance starts now. The prosperity starts now. The healing starts now. The visions, the, the manifestation of the vision starts now. I preach not what like I used to. I preach the now word, the fresh word, the manna now, the the spirit now, the anointing now, the gifts now in Jesus' name, the impact now in Jesus' name, the impact now, glory to God. The dreams are manifesting now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, we've been talking about dreams, and I hope you've been encouraged to have some kingdom dreams, <laughs> and so today I want to talk about something controversial. Uh, this this is going to rock your religious boats, if you have any, and, and so uh, there there is these, this ideology as it relates to the will of God. How many know we, we should pray for the will of God, and it's in the Lord's Prayer? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, thy kingdom come, and so that is a prayer that Jesus... The legacy in which Jesus gave to the church, that is part of our inheritance, the Lord's prayer. Some would say, don't pray that, but I want to bump that ideology, that that should be an ongoing prayer for the believer, for us to pray for his kingdom to come, to, to pray for his will to be done. And if you're not praying that prayer, you're wasting your prayers. You don't need to pray that in heaven. His will is already accomplished in heaven. We need to pray it now. And, and, and we, we believe with all our hearts that, that God has a will for us. And, 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 but I want to submit to you that there, there, there's more freedom in the will of God than most people believe that I know. I think that there is abundance. Sometimes when preaching about the will of God, there's abundance that people have. That they say, I, I just want, you know, I've been talking about dreams, and, and I can hear in some religious minds, but I just want his dreams. All right, That sounds nice. But when you get born again, he persists dreams in our hearts. And, and to the point that Paul said, uh, you know, he didn't just say the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said my gospel. So the gospel possessed him, and his dreams will possess our dreams. So I don't want us to allocate and say, you know, his will. Because sometimes when it's easier to blame God for a dream that doesn't come to pass because we say, we just want his dream. And we sit back and do nothing about it. So there's this ideal that God has a will that in everything that happens is the will of God. And sometimes people will make decisions based on circumstances. And so they look at the will of God and they look at your circumstances and say, it must be the will of God. How many ever you know what I'm talking about? What they'll do is if they have, um, you know, if they have something, let's say they have a miscarriage and they say, well, it must be God's will for us to have had that miscarriage. They allocate based on circumstances, and so they determine not the will of God based on the word, but based on circumstances. Um, if KLM is not growing, then it must be the will of God for it not to grow. If it is not growing, something is wrong. Everything that God is involved grows. Um, even naturally, if you go out and plant seeds... And water it and have the sun come down on it. Well, you can't control the sun, right? Oh, you could pray, you know, like Joshua, right? Um, but, and, and you're doing everything you can to cultivate and have the right soil for that seed to grow. If, the, if it's not growing, something is wrong, right? You have a baby and the baby doesn't grow. Something is wrong. So if it's not growing, something is wrong. If we're not growing as believers, something's wrong. If our organization, if our church is not growing, if, if our giving is not growing, something is wrong. If our minds are not increasing with the knowledge of God, something's wrong. Everything about God is increase. God has increased on his mind for us. Come on. Glory to God. And so there is this ideology that, that the will of God that people are afraid sometimes to step out and do some things because they don't want to miss God. There's a young man um, who actually, uh, we were looking at being a youth pastor here. He went to Ramah and um, we we connected with him many years ago. And um, his big thing was he was afraid. He he felt like the Lord's calling back to Jersey. He's from Elizabeth. And he was afraid to actually come back because he didn't want to miss God. So I said to him, I said, you know, I said, what are you doing now? He's in Oklahoma. I said, what are you doing now? He says, "Um, I'm going to church and I'm working. I said, well, um, are you in ministry? He said, no. I said, so you mean to tell me God trained you for ministry for you just to sit down and work for the job nine to five? I said, I don't think God would be mad if you come and help a pastor in New Jersey and you speak Spanish and you can help us reach the community. I don't think God will be mad about you helping us. And even if you missed it for a year, I don't think God will regret, say, Oh man, you you just jacked up the whole will of God. And I think sometimes we think one bad move in our minds will mess up the entire will of God. You know, you don't know God. Because He'll take that bad move and make that into a big ministry. So your bad mistakes will turn into a stepping stone into something greater. I married the wrong person. He'll turn that wrong person into the right person. He has a way to do that. If you don't think it, just read the Bible. Bad decisions are made all the time. And he'll turn around and make it right. Make the crooked straight. That's what Isaiah says. So I, don't be afraid to step out. What if it's not the right house? He'll make it right. <laughs> <laughs> what if this is the, the wrong career he'll make it right the wrong degree you know sometimes you know when i was in Raymond, i was going to the second year and everybody was afraid to, to you know they had to make their select their specific um, um program and people were afraid like what 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 if i select evangelist and i'm really supposed to be in youth <laughs> it's like oh, so what <laughs> it's not the end of the world and sometimes people like that in college you know at first me, oh what if i select the wrong career Okay. there's alternative routes if you're supposed to be a teacher there's alternative routes to be a teacher <laughs> so, that, so God could cause you to go some, the long way and you still win at the end glory to God none of that was in my notes so, so I want you to understand that there is we have the freedom to dream that we don't have to I'm a, I'm a skeptic of people who are who,
3: don't take it the wrong way. We'll always hear from God.
1: I said, <laughs> you always got a word, always getting direction. I just, I, I, that's not the norm. That's not the norm. I believe that there's a whole lot more natural freedom that we have within the will. If it's not violating scriptures or our conscience, I think we can do it. I don't think that you have to, you're, you're sitting, some people are praying for his will and praying, for the, you know, God, give me your dream. God, give me your dream. And God says, what are you dreaming? What do you want? What do you want? I don't believe that God is sitting around, uh, you, know, uh, you know, how many kids do the Lord wants to, want us to have? Well, can you afford them all? How many can you handle? How many do you want? I don't think God is sitting back trying has allocated it's just like god you have this one particular person to me i used to grow, grow up growing up i used to believe that god had one person for me and then one day dawn on me and said what if that one person get dies before they meet me that's my one person dang <laughs> but it tells us in the scripture whoever you choose as long as they're in the lord <laughs> i don't know if he has marriage for me what well, do you want to be married now, now, don't don't use that, well, I, I don't want to be married no more. That's not an option right now. <laughs> right, I don't want you to take it to the next Oh, that's freedom, freedom of divorce. <laughs> no, that's not what we were talking about. Y'all, y'all I got to put the disclaimer. <laughs> right, so I don't want people, oh, thank God. You mentioned divorce last week. You said even through the divorce, that's my, my, that's my confirmation. Listen, we're not to live by confirmations, And if they come, praise God. But if they don't come, guess what? Most of my decisions are not based on confirmation. <clears throat> I, I bump confirmations. So sometimes people prophesy stuff and it's not a confirmation or there's a sign. I don't I don't live my life by confirmations. Nowhere in the New Testament are we to live by confirmations. We're to live by the inward flowing of the spirit of God. Amen. So stop looking for the signs and the wonders. Stop looking for the confirmations or or affirmation of what you got inside of you. I'm not saying not to seek godly counsel, but at the same time, don't live by it. Because you could go to one leader and they'll affirm it and one leader will tear it apart. Then what do you do? So uh, we are to pray for his will, expect to do this will of God, but we also are to have the freedom. We have freedom in freedom to dream. The word of God has been given to us for us to renew our minds to his will. And let's talk about the freedom of God's will and God's dream. How many know that the church, a gathering of the saints, is God's will? Come on. (laughs) And as you read through the New Testament, you see hints of the order of the structure of the service. But most of the services... There's not a, like an outline. How many know today's church services look different than the way the earlier church looked? Well, some people are trying to get the, the, the house church, right? The reason they met in the house because they didn't have a building. So now we got a whole movement of people going back to the origin when the, great, the latter should be greater. Oh, come on. So the goal is not to get in a little house. Now, especially nowadays, I don't want to go to nobody's house and have a church. Because I don't know what I'm walking into. That that sounds nice back in the day, but that's before COVID. So now I'm like, I ain't going to know your house. You have a house meeting, praise the Lord, I'll stream (laughs) it. You see see how backwards, we got to go back, go back. We're trying to be biblical. That's not being biblical, that's being ignorant. Because you're not seeing the progression. So so I I want you to see this. The, the, The Bible is a progressive revelation. So you don't see the end at the beginning. God sees it, but you don't know all the details. So they were just following God, and the end is the revelation. So we don't have an outline of you got to have announcements, you got to have this, and you got to have that. We have hints of it. But guess what? I think, I believe God did that on purpose and gave us the freedom to have the service the way we believe we should have it. So if you want to have praise and worship at the end, you can. <laughs> you, said you you want, you want to have announcements at the beginning, you're you, you, you with me. It makes it, Well, I don't think the announcement's not biblical. That's someone who's ignorant of the Bible and probably don't need to be pastoring. Well, I don't see no instruments listed in the New Testament. Okay, but you had in the old, which is a shadow, and we in the reality, and the old, it sounds like, praise the Lord with the instruments. Don't you think that... Um, the, the Gabriel is going to blow a trumpet So there's some kind of instruments So that bumped that little theology Are you with me? So there's no clear cut This is the order of service You got to have pre-service prayer I, I don't see healing lines in the Bible Or healing meetings Well just because you don't see it You do see it in the ministry of Jesus So I'm saying to you there's an example that we have the freedom Within the outline of scriptures To have gatherings Are you with me? So some churches you may go to, they may dress up. They may have communion for a Sunday a month. Some churches every month, I mean, every week, some churches may have communion once a month, once a year, as often as you do it. It's freedom. How many know Christianity equals freedom? Glory to God. So we have the freedom to dream. And we're talking about dreams or we're, we're talking about goals, um, desires to be fulfilled. Dreams. So let's go to our text in Psalm 37, verse 4. Psalm 37, verse 4. I'm going to keep you a little bit (laughs) today. Y'all need to be in church a little longer. No, just kidding. Somebody's like, I got to go. Psalm 37, Psalm 37, verse 4. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Stacey, for finding my sermon. I was like, oh, God, I got to do this by the auction. Uh, Psalm 37, verse 4 says this. Here we go. ESV. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Jump down to verse 23. The steps of a good man, King James, the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. So we see from these two scriptures, one, delight yourself in the Lord. So it's through the delighting ourselves in the Lord that the heart is open to receive desires from the Lord. Let me say that again. It's through delighting ourselves in the Lord that the heart is open to receive desires from the Lord. So that word delight, again, means like clay, like putty. It it, it speaks of being open to the Lord, that as, as we are delighting ourselves in the Lord and we're making him our joy, then he turns around and places those desires in the heart. And then he brings those desires to pass. Then some, verse 23 says this the steps of a man are ordered by the Lord because he delights in his ways. So our steps are ordered by the Lord, but unless you step, there's no ordering. Sometimes our people are, oh, order my steps in your word, and they don't move. People won't ever be saved if you don't open your mouth and witness. If you never pray for the sick, you'll never see God use you to heal somebody. If you never speak the word of the Lord, then you don't know. So you got to start somewhere. You got to start where you are and open your mouth and do what's in your heart and follow. I'm not talking about doing the ungodly stuff. I'm talking about doing the God-given desires. How do you know if it's God or not if it lines up with the scripture? I don't think God is going to be mad at somebody who has a company who wants to hire a bunch of ex-cons to be part of their company so they can disciple them. Who am I talking about? Pastor Brad has, 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 I think he has 12 employees and half of them have been in prison. He's discipling them through work. Glory to God. So what are your dreams? (laughs) I I just don't know how to receive from the Lord. I don't know what I want. Okay, that's a problem. That's a problem. Get get, get about life to get more, to want to have more, to want to be more. So, so, you know, there's a show back in the day used to um, that used to come on, and as a kid I used to look at it. Um, Sanford and Son. I don't want a house like Sanford and Son. I have a vision for more. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I, I want, I want like the house like the first prince <laughs> lived in. I mean, vision for more. Amen. Give me a house on the hill by Hollywood. Come on. <laughs> we, we should want more. Your father, his streets are made
3: out of gold, and you satisfied with the dirt
1: road. (laughs) His gates got pearls on it, and they got mad at one minister. Not going to say her name, who had a gold toilet. (laughs) It's none of your business. If I like, if you got expensive taste. You're more like God than you think. God has expensive taste. He said, you know what? I'm gonna give you manna. I'm gonna give you fresh manna. Don't even save anything up. It's gonna be fresh every time you go out. <laughs> yes, <thank> you. <laughs> I'm telling you, think big. And I'm you, go don't go get in debt. I'm just gonna charge the card up so I can be, oh, I wanna believe it. Be like God. You're gonna be broke like the devil. And then you're going to be in the supernatural cancel debt cancellation. You didn't believe in that until you got in debt. (laughs) Now you're looking for the floating axe. (laughs) But you can dream big. You can can drive around some nicer homes to get a a bigger vision. You can can think bigger. Do you understand that God is not going to go, heaven is not going to go broke if you get a house on an island for yourself so you can go and write books. (laughs) Do you understand that God has more ways to prosper in you than you can receive? If you'll think big, he'll do it. (laughs) He'll he'll accomplish that dream. Say, you know what, I I think I want to take a bunch of teenagers and preach to them on Fiji Island, the gospel of Jesus. Do, do, do you understand that that changed everything? Like, man, he flew me out in my, his private jet, gave me a Bible, took away my cell phones, and preached to me. I got saved and filled the Holy Ghost and prayed in tongues 18 hours while on the, on the island, came back, changed the world. <laughs> I don't have that vision, by the way, because that's like a liability, <laughs> taking somebody's kids out of the country like that. I mean, I'll take them to Uganda. <laughs> but, uh, but
3: you get the picture, get the vision. All right, let's take a look at this.
1: So what are your dreams? How do they come about to be placed in your heart? The Christian walk is more natural than some believe. Some are super or hyper supernatural. they hyper supernatural. In other words, they, you know, the Bible is a divine book. The Bible is supernatural. Everyone said the Bible is supernatural. But you got to use your natural mind to understand it. <laughs> that means you got, so, so what's the genre of the book that you're reading? Who is the writer? What is the occasion for why it was written? What year, what time period was it was written? And what was going on around the time? You got, so some people are like, it's supernatural, so let me just, shundle. you shunder all day and you're not going to get the understanding. So you got to drag your mind or take the scriptures and drag it through your mind. Are, are you with me? So, God does not create us to not think. He wants some thinking Christians, thinking believers. So, if your dreams are going to be realized, you gotta think. Right? Rita Franklin said that. Think. You gotta think. Some Christians don't wanna think, they, they wanna shanda all day and not think. But well, let, you need a shonda. But when you shine, think while you're shine. As my dad said, well, I, was, I was doing a lot of praying, praying in the spirit, and I was at one particular church. He says, Well, while you're down there praying, don't leave your brain. You understand you know that, right? Uh, that's how cults can get a hold of you, because you don't think. Praying in the spirit has nothing to do with your mind, but he didn't leave your mind out. So he's he's going to deal with your mind and your emotions just like he deals with your spirit. I just need to say that. So these dreams, you got to think about what's happening so those dreams could be placed or realized in your heart. Take your dreams seriously. Uh, Stop playing with the dreams that the Lord has placed in your heart. Get serious about your God-given dreams. And it isn't about... Bringing your joy to fulfillment only, but to bring in joy to the master. When your dreams are fulfilled, you will bring joy to the the father. Uh, There's a quote that John Piper says, God is glorified when he is most, um, God is most glorified when we have, basically, I'm paraphrasing it, we have joy in him. But I would say that God is glorified when you do what he's placed in your heart to do. We've been saying the, the glory, heavens and earth are declare his glory. So his glory is di- displayed when we fulfill the dreams that he's placed in our hearts. Don't you think God gets glory? The very thing that God placed inside of you, whether from a kid or when you got a, became an adult, he brings those things into reality. He gets great joy. That throughout the, the book of John, he says that your joy might be fulfilled, that your joy might be fulfilled, that your joy might be fulfilled. Don't abort the dreams because when you do, you abort God invading on the earth.
3: I got that from the Lord.
1: When you abort your dreams, the dreams that God has placed in your heart, you abort God's display of himself on the earth. You abort the God invasion in your dream. So the dream that you have, when God has placed it in your heart and you have tested the dream and you have gone through the scriptures to make sure that your dream is rooted in Christ, don't abort that dream because when you do, you abort the God invasion on the earth through that dream.
3: It's a lie. Pause and think about that for a while. The Holy Spirit is already at the fulfillment of your dream. The Holy Spirit is already at the fulfillment
1: of your dream. God would not put a dream in your heart if he hadn't plan, had, had, had planned to bring it to pass. So we have to increase our faith in God and ourselves to achieve it. And, and, and Terry Savoy Ford says this, don't, dream, don't shrink your dream, enlarge your faith. Now, with that said, as I'm closing, go to Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah chapter 1. Don't shrink your dream, enlarge your faith.
3: Uh, I'm telling you, let's get serious about our dreams. If money was not an option, what would you be doing? Well, I want to to remind you, you're connected with the God who is our source. Let's look at Nehemiah.
1: Um, By the way, I I had this wonderful, um, I was preparing uh, as I was thinking about Nehemiah. Ezra and Nehemiah are considered one book. And so when you read Nehemiah, you do need to go back and read um, Ezra. This is like Luke and Acts. So as, as if you if you want to do this later on and think through it, I want to encourage you to, to read Ezra before you get into Nehemiah and to see what the Lord is saying. God did not give us the Old Testament for us to just quote the Proverbs and the Psalms. But there's some good scriptures and good things in the Old Testament that we can grow from and see Christ in. We can see redemption in it. We can see how to live and how God responds to humanity. He's given us his resume and how he deals with people. In the Old Testament as well as the New. Yeah. Nehemiah chapter one. Let's look at verse three. It says, and they said to me, this is Nehemiah. The remnant there is the province who had survived the exile. It's the great, tr- it's in great trouble and shame. And the wall of Jerusalem, ever say the wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are destroyed by fire. So here's a problem, right? Um. They're bringing this news to Nehemiah and, and they let him know that the wall of Jer- Jerusalem is broken down. The, the wall of defense, the wall that to, to protect this beautiful city, the city of the Messiah, that the soon the Messiah to be broken down and the gates are destroyed by fire. Let's look at verse four. And as soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. Everybody say for days. And I continued fasting and praying before the Lord for the God of heaven. And I said, oh, Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenants, who who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. I love the fact that I love the fact that Nehemiah recognized the God who he was praying to. He says the God of heaven, the great and awesome God. So he did not just pray the problem. He prayed the solution to the problem. He did not just tell Jesus all about, or God all about his problems, but he told his problems about his God. Some of us have been praying the wrong prayers. We've been praying the problems, therefore we have not seen the solutions, have not seen the answers. But I want to encourage you to pray the solutions, to pray the answers. We see David, this is a side note, This is me going on a rabbit trail trying to catch this rabbit so I can clean it and cook it so it can taste like chicken in your mouth. Uh, And so here we are, um, we see David, often I'm paraphrasing, he says, oh, oh, so why are you so downcast? Oh, Lord, how is it that you allow the wicked to to, to rise up and to prosper? How long shall I suffer? And he turns around at the end of the psalm, he says, but my hope is in you. You bet, if you pray the problem, You better pray the solution at the end. You better give God for the fact that there is hope in the midst of your distress. Glory to God. Don't just stage and say, oh, God, oh, what am I supposed to do? Wrong question. God, you are the answer. Glory to God. My hope is in you. I shall not be moved. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor see begging for bread. There is a day of judgment coming that you will not, you will show justice. Come on. So go ahead and pray the problem, but you better pray some solutions. Glory to God. And so we see Nehemiah says, oh, God, oh, Lord, God of heaven. He recognized where his help came from. He looked to the hills, looked to the Lord from his help, the great and awesome God. Verse six, and let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant that I now pray before before you day and night for the people of Israel, your servants, confessing the sins of the people of Israel, which we have sinned against you, and even I and my father's house have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments and the statutes and the rules that you commanded your servant Moses. So we see here there is repentance. Uh, Nehemiah is repenting on behalf, not only himself, but of the people of God. Now, I, I am not one who subscribe to us confessing the sins of our country that's old testament and that was specifically to the children of israel and not the world and i'm not going to get up here and make confession oh well, forgive me forgive us uh, for all the abortions i never committed an abortion like so that that has nothing to do with me are you with me when you get into stuff like that you get you become unbiblical that's Old Testament, and that's dealing with the children of Israel and them interceding or asking God on the behalf of the children of Israel. I'm not going to apologize for every poor pastor who has not done right. I have no identity with that. Come on now. The true pastor, Jesus, I confess. Come on. I did a side note. There's another rabbit. Two, two rabbits you got, right? All right, let's continue. Verse 7. Uh, verse eight. Remember the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, through your outcasts, through your out, though you, though your outcasts, through your, though your outcasts are in the uttermost parts of the heaven, from there I will gather them and bring them into the place that I have chosen to make my name dwell there. They, they are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. O oh Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight to the fear to fear your name. Give success. Everybody say give success. To so your servant today, grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Now I was cupbearer to the king. So here we see Nehemiah do a few things. He, he acknowledged who God is. And then he turned around, he repented on the behalf of the people of God. Then he turned around and he confessed or prayed the scriptures. He was reminding God of what Moses said. Isn't that amazing? See, you better have some word on your prayers. He was reminding God of his word. He said, you said to your servant, Moses, and you commanded us. If you're unfaithful, I will scatter you among the people, blah, blah, blah. Let's look at verse 2. In the month of Nisan, do you know that Nisan was in the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> in the twi- twelfth, 20th, 20th year, and then it talks about that king that I've been trying to pronounce all morning. When wine was before him, I took up the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had not been sad in his presence. So Nehemiah was not trying to be sad. He, 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 you know, he, he whitewashed his face, got his face together, and he, you know, he was a cupbearer. In other words, in, you know, in those days, somebody would try to kill the king. So he, he was the first partaker of it. And if there was poison in it, Nehemiah would be dead. What a job, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? But then the backwash. What about the backwash? That's, that's bothersome. He's the king, and, and, and my spit now is going to be in the mouth of the king. <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, verse 2. And the king said to me, why is your face sad, seeing you are not sick? This is nothing but sadness of the heart. Then I was very much afraid. Let's take a few moments. Let's raise our hands. Lord, we thank you for the word of God. Thank you for Nehemiah. Come on. Uh, God did not give us these books just so that we can neglect them. I, I, I do believe that they're just as the word of God as Ephesians is. And we need to study these Old Testament scriptures just as much as the New Testament. Come on. We'll value Jesus more when we know the Old Testament. Come on. All right, let's, let's continue. He says, um, And I said to the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my face be sad? He tells him, he tells him why. When the city and the place of my father's graves lies in ruins and his gates have been destroyed by fire. Then the king said to me, What are you requesting? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said to the king, now notice that when, when, when the king asks Nehemiah, what are you requesting? Immediately, Nehemiah prayed to the God of heaven. I, I imagine he's praying for wisdom. He's praying for his words to be uttered. I mean, for God to give him words, give him the wisdom, give him the favor. And he says, and I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servants have been found favor in your sight, then you will send me to Judah into the city of my father's graves that I may rebuild it. That I might rebuild it. And the king said to me, the queen sitting beside him, how long will you be gone? When will you return? So it pleased the king to send me when I had given him a time. And I said to the king, if, I, if it pleases the king, let, the, let letters be given to the governors and it goes on beyond the river that they may let the pass and it goes on, right? So we see this. And, and at the end of verse eight, it says, and the king granted me what I asked for the good hand of my God was upon me. <laughs> Glory to God. The good hand, not the bad. <laughs> the good hand of the Lord was upon me. So we see Nehemiah praying um, to the Lord in uh, Nehemiah 1. And then he turns around and he's working as a cupbearer. And, and, and the king recognized that he was sad and, and dealt with it, and he turned around and asked him what he needed, right? So what can we take away from this? And what does this have to do with dream? Freedom to dream, I ever say freedom to dream? The first thing, I, get, I got nine points. The first thing is he assessed it. Everybody say assessed it. The needs around the world, he was able to see the need. If you're gonna have a dream from the Lord, A dream to fulfill, you gotta assess some needs around you. Your dreams should be meeting some needs. All right, I'm I'm gonna give you New Testament in a few minutes. Matthew, go to Matthew 9 while we think about this. So, in order to have this dream, freedom to dream, you got your dream must meet some needs. If your dreams do not meet needs, then I doubt that they're really from the Lord. I'm not saying that it can't be a dream to to bless you really well. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying to you that you must assess the need of of the world around you, the needs around. So Matthew chapter 9, let's go there real quick. Matthew chapter 9, and let's look at what Jesus did. He's manifesting what, what we're looking at, talking about. Matthew chapter 9, and let's look at verse 36. It says, and when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So here Jesus, he saw the crowd and he had compassion. Nehemiah heard about Jerusalem in the ruins
3: of the gates. He was sad. In other words, he saw
1: a need for a dream to be fulfilled in the world. Jesus saw the the crowd and he had compassion. Let's look at verse two. So you assess it, then you see it. Everybody say see it. So we see a a burden, yet a burden with a divine assignment. So all of a sudden, so sometimes your dream is realized with a burden. You have a burden for something. There's something frustrating you. And I've heard that if you're frustrated about something, then you're called to bring a solution to it. So what is it that frustrates you? What is it that irritates you? What is it that keeps you up? The burden, the divine assignment. Nehemiah saw that, wait a minute, the, 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 the city, the, Jerusalem is, is wide open for the enemy. Um, Jesus saw the crowd and they were like, sheep without a shepherd. Verse 37 in um, chapter 9, Matthew, it says, and then he said to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And so here he assessed the need. He saw it. You got to see it. He recognized that, hey, the laborers are few, but the harvest is plentiful. There are more people willing to come into the kingdom of God than there are people willing to lead them into the kingdom of God. Um. Nehemiah saw the city and says, wait a minute, I I see it. There there has something, something has to be done. See which needs you want to meet the most. What are needs that you see around you that that needs to be met? Naturally, spiritually, financially, what what is it? All right, let's look at verse three. I mean, number three. Assess it, see it. Number three is pray it. Pray it. And I'll put it Come in um, colons. Um, pray it out. Parentheses, I'm sorry. Pray it out. Pray out. Verse 38 in Matthew 9. It says, therefore, pray earnestly that the Lord of the harvest will send out laborers into his harvest field. So you assess it, you see it, you pray it out. Are you with me? What did anybody do? He prayed it out. He went with the Lord So it's not just you jump from, you see it and go right into the dreaming, but the first thing you do is you assess it, you see it, and you pray it out. Are you with me? It's in the time of prayer that you're able to make much progress spiritually. And many of the prayers that you pray will manifest in the dreams. So we gotta pray it out. So have you prayed over your dreams? The needs that you see? If you have a burden to, 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 to minister to physical needs of people, have you prayed it out? And we know that there's much, you know you pray with the spirit and pray with the understanding. And number four,
3: you got to dream it. Dream it. Assess it,
1: see it, pray it out, then you got to dream it. Uh, so you got to think with the mind that the Lord has given you. Say, God has given me a mind. And I need to use it. God did not give your don't say this, God did not give your mind for you not to use it. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Don't lean on it, but use it. God did not call us to neglect the mind. There's some people so spiritually dumb deep that they don't, all they want to do is pray, all they want to do is just be blank. Blank. Don't, don't, no, no. We don't want to empty out the mind. You got to fill the mind. Philippians 4, think on these things. Isaiah 26, if you keep a mind, stayed on me. Think thoughts, think God's thoughts after him. It is through the process of thinking. Paul said to Timothy, think of what I said and the Lord will give you understanding of all things. You gotta think. So, um, dream it. Dream big thoughts. God is big and he wants us to dream big. Okay. What scripture do you have? Okay, for those religious, your religious mind, John 3 16. For God so loved the world. The world. He's after the world.
3: Do you understand? He's after the world. The world.
1: (laughs) So, this is part of Jesus. Jesus knew. He says, Pray that the Lord of the harvest of sin laborers, the world, the world. So, what's the first one? Second one, third one, number four, number five, planet. Planet, you got a planet. Uh, strategizing your dreams, flow with God and apply the wisdom that you have received, both naturally and spiritually. You got to strategize. Matthew, um, let's go to Haggai or Hosea. I'm sorry, Hosea. Well, for time's sake, you know the scripture, it, it says, Write the vision, make it plain. So when you plan it, you got to write it and rewrite it. Are you with me? Write it and rewrite it. Sometimes people want a dream and they're strategizing and they just go with the first thing that comes across your mind. How many know you need to test everything that comes across your mind? Just because it comes across the first time, when I hear a word or something, I test it two or three times before I say it out. I don't just say everything that comes to my mind. How many know that that's not biblical? Be slow to speak. So, so even prophetic words, if I get them sometimes, and it's not always, I say it the first time. When I was in Uganda and the Lord told me the name George, he said to me two or three times, and, I'm, and I argued with the Lord. I said, I am not going to say George. George is a white American name, and we're in Uganda. Ain't nobody in, on the continental Africa named George unless they're from another country or in South Africa. I argue with the Lord. I'm going back and forth. He said, that's not scripture. Why are you arguing with the Lord? Said, Aren't you supposed to always be? Yes, I did a Jesus. Let your will be done. If it's possible, call somebody else. <laughs> uh, well, Come and let us reason, Isaiah. I got scripture for everything I'm doing with the Lord. So I'm arguing with the Lord. No, Lord, no, anybody. And I, and I called George and he didn't show up. And then later on, as I was going to the car, somebody named my George. And I pray for him. And then the Lord says, Prophesy to this bishop and his wife. I said, No, he's a millionaire in the making. He got hundreds of pastors under him. He should be prophesying to me. And so I'm arguing with the Lord. I said, I'm not prophesying to him. What you want me to say to him? And so I'm arguing. This is me and God. You, you know, you could have religious conversations with the Lord. Oh, Lord, you know, just here we'll be done. But I actually sometimes I go back and forth. I said, well, I ain't doing that. You gotta be out of your mind, Lord. I got a relationship with him. And I can talk to him and I can commune with him. And so I prophesied to the bishop and his wife, and they fell on their floor, on their knees, crying like babies. What did I say? (laughs) Are you with me? So you got to write, rewrite, think through it, Um, plan it. So did Jesus have a plan? Matthew twenty-eight, go into all the world, (laughs) preach the gospel. So you got to plan it. Number number six, you got to build it. Everybody say build it. What are we talking about? You got to build a team. You got to build a team. Build a team. Identify people. I'm giving you what you need to dream big dreams for God. Uh, Identify people with pure hearts and the skills you need to bring about the dreams that's in your heart. Identify people in your circle or outside of your circle. People you sense a connection with. Are you with me? Many visions have perished because of the lack of human resources. You gotta have, you cannot do this thing alone. God never called a man or a woman to do something great for him alone. It always took a team. Now, some people have gone to the extreme, they got churches leading team, teams leading churches era, one pastor. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't have the titles associates, all that other stuff. But what I'm saying to you, as you look at the scripture, God used individuals. And then he surround the individuals with people. People
3: pairs because of what? Vision, right? Well, there's no
1: vision, the people pairs. Well, there's no people, the vision pairs. So you got to have people identify people to help you, probably smarter than you, to fulfill that dream. All right, let me give you scripture, because some of y'all looking like, huh? I was good with the prophetic stuff you were flooring, but now you're teaching. I mean, it's not always going to be exciting, but this will, this will set you up for life. Matthew 10, verse 1, and he called to them the 12, his 12 disciples and gave them authority Come on now. And over, over unclean spirits to cast them out to heal every disease and every affliction. And Then he lists the 12. Let's go back to verse 9. So you saw that he saw the people. He saw the crowd, verse 36. He had compassion on them, he, he, he assessed the needs of the people. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Then he turned around, and he, he what, what did he do? He had, uh, he had a dream. He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And you go to chapter 28, go into all the world and preach. So he had a, a strategy, right? <laughs> then he turned around, and he, he had prayer. Therefore, pray earnestly that the Lord of the harvest will send laborers. The then he turned around. He didn't just stop in prayer. After you have prayed, there's something for you to do. Some people, so many people are stuck in prayer. You can't just pray. You got to do something after prayer. What do you do after the prayer? What do you do after amen? What do you do after the sun does and the fasting? What do you do when you've called out to the Lord and the Lord has dealt with your heart? There's action to be done. And most Christians that I know stay at prayer. If all you ever do is pray, you have missed them. Will of God for Christianity. Christianity is action. You got to do more than just pray. It starts with prayer, but it doesn't end with prayer. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. So he turned around. He, he cast a vision. He was like, you know what? We got a planet. He got a strategy. Then he turned around and selected a verse team. Verse, chapter 10, verse 1. He called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority. So he's, he, he, he's getting his team together. For the dream, Matthew 28, go into all the world and preach the gospel. For the vision, God so loved the world, gave his only begotten son. He says, wait a minute, I got a vision for this. Therefore, I'm selecting a team. Glory. I'm gonna show you this other scripture real quick. I got a few more minutes, right? I know you do. Numbers. Let's go to numbers real quick. Numbers, numbers, numbers. God is concerned about numbers. <laughs> God is after numbers. Uh, the devil, I was talking to the the um, youth ministry, the devil's youth ministry is bigger than our youth ministry. <laughs> the devil's church is bigger than our church. That is a problem. If, if I can get 10% of Perth Amboy, 10% of New Jersey, come on, <laughs> just 10%. Numbers chapter 11. Let's look at this, verse 14. This is Moses, you know, people complaining. And he says, I'm not able to carry all these people alone. Everybody say, alone. The burden is too heavy for me. If your dream is, is all about you and you try to do it yourself, it's too heavy for you. And this is what Moses says If you would treat me like this, Lord, you would give me this dream, you, you, this burden, then kill me at once. That's what Moses said. Look at it. Kill me at once. And if, if I found favor in your sight, then I might not see my wretchedness. <laughs> Then verse 16, then the Lord said to Moses, gather for me 70 men of elders of Israel whom you know to be the elders of the people and the officers over them and bring them to the tent of meetings and let them take their stand there with you. And I will come down and talk with you there and I will take some of the spirit that is on you and put it on who? Them and they shall bear the burden of the people with you so that you may not bear yourself alone. Notice that who selected the men? Moses did. Some of y'all are waiting. Oh, Lord, is this the right person to be part of my team? If it, if it seems right, look good, it feels good, sense good, select them. Sometimes people are so deep in there, they're wanting God to highlight everything. Did God tell you what to put on this morning? If you say that, I will have a deliverance line right now. And <laughs> the Lord told me to pick out the suit. Okay, come out, lying spirit, now. It's, don't be deep. I'm telling you, one of, the, one of the things that the Lord's called me to be, make the Christianity practical. Make it livable. This dumb, some super dumb, deep stuff, always hearing from God, always got to, Lord told me to get this shoes. Lord told me not to get this shoes. Lord told, yeah, does God speak like that? Absolutely, but not all the time. 99.9% of the time, you will not have the Lord tell you what to put on and what not to put on, unless it's skank, like it's, you know what I'm saying, like it calls attention to you more than the message.
3: All right, so, so whoever Moses selected, he selected his team. Glory to God. Number seven,
1: I got three more, <laughs> seven, eight, and nine. You got to talk it. Everybody say talk it. Cast vision, talk about it all the time. Let it flow out of your spirit. Tell strangers, tell loved ones, tell the world about the dream that God has placed in your heart. Now, I know it's been said, and you need to be careful about speaking, you know, um, like Joseph, you're speaking too much, and then all of a sudden, you know, you got haters, all right? But sometimes people are more afraid of the haters than they are of the dream. The dream is too big to be cursed. The dream is too big to be cursed. The dream is too big to be stopped. So, so even if you hate on my dream and you want to put me in prison, you can't stop the dream from coming to pass if it's from the Lord. So put me in the prison and I'll still prosper and the dream will still come to pass. Put me in the palace, I'll still prosper. Come on. So the dream cannot be stopped. <laughs> so I'm not afraid. Some people say, oh, don't, don't say nothing. And, and, and I, I get it. Sometimes when people are pregnant, and, and, and sometimes it's out of fear. Well, we don't want nobody to curse the baby so you don't lose baby in the first trimester. Oh, is that right? <laughs> uh, like, really? I understand, you know, you, you want to be careful and stuff like that. I'm not saying not to do that. What I'm saying, sometimes it's out of a place of fear. So we're not going to say nothing so nothing can happen. Nobody can put a hex. Some Christians are, have more faith in the hexes of the enemy than the blessings of the Lord. I'm afraid they, I, I would one, one, pastor in Uganda, he, he, he has a church and, and, and they, it's witchcraft all around and they casting the spells and stuff. He's like, Oh, you know, we just preached the gospel. <laughs> he didn't stay up all night. I can find the spirit. I find that spirit. I, he just, we just preach the gospel. We go to sleep. He, he can't do nothing. Are you with me? You can't curse what God has blessed. I'm too blessed to be cursed. You can, you can curse, you can send hex. you can spit send spells, you can do voodoo and it'll come back on you. I'm telling you, I got the anointing, the oil of heaven on me and that oil will bounce it back. <laughs> Your words will fail. You'll say, oh, it's not gonna prosper. The church is gonna be small. Your words are failing. Your kids, don't let them label your kids. I call you blessed. Your mind is blessed. You are the blessed of the Lord, and you'll defile whatever label they'll put on you. In the name that is above every name, and that label has a name, and Jesus' name is greater than the label. Yeah, you got more authority than you think you do. And if you'll step into it, things will change. Glory to God. I'm almost finished. So you
3: tell, you talk it. If you start talking the dream and the vision,
1: some stranger will hear it and want to support it. But if they if you don't talk it, you're not serious about it. You talk about what you're serious about. You get excited about it. It just comes out of you. Oh, I, I, I want to do this. This is, this is my, in my heart. I, I have a vision for this. And all of a sudden, people stir it up, like, oh, oh, what something on the inside of them. Well, speak to them. Say, support them. Are you with me? But if you keep your mouth closed, nobody knows about it. You'll, you'll end up dying with the vision, the dream. Going to the grave and the dream unfulfilled. And God will hold you accountable. I've dealt with you. I've talked to you. I sent you a pastor to preach a whole five, six, seven, eight-week series on dreams, and you sat there and let it die. You're going to be held accountable. You're going to stand before God. He's going to judge you based on what you did with this word and that dream that he's placed in your heart. So what you going to do with the dream? You're going to sit there and let it die? You'd rather live the the world's dream of you working and standing in debt for the rest of your life than God's dream of being you in financial independence so you can bless a lot of people. (laughs) What is wrong with PD? Number eight, you got to pursue it. You got to be the dream. See it. You got to seek it. You got to strive for it. Go after it. I I, I was telling somebody earlier this morning. Um, I said, like, I don't I don't think God would be mad at me because I I, I want to have the largest church in the world. Use me to tell me that the devil's behind that. I don't think God is mad about my ambition. <laughs> I, According to you, a few years ago, Brad was with us. We were in a car. And, and so Brad was like, so what do you, he, he had a motive. His motive was he wanted me to move out to Arizona <laughs> um, right next to him. <laughs> that was his motive. So he's like, what do you see with the, with the, with the church? I said, Brad, I see the largest church in the world.
3: <laughs>
1: I don't think I'd rather shoot for the moon and get at least some of the stars. Then the thing's so small. <laughs> Are you with me? So if I can't be the largest church, which is going to happen, the largest church in the world, please let it be the largest church in jersey. <laughs> I don't think God is going to be mad a uh, blessed PD with a huge, so a bunch of people can get miss hell. <laughs> every government, I have a dream to, to plant a church at every nation, 195 nations. That's mean God's going to, Give me 195 pastors to send to 195 nations. I don't think God would be mad about that. I think that there's some people, according to Romans 1, are inventing evil things. And I'm trying to invent some good things for the glory of God. Why not have the largest children's ministry? Why not have the largest youth ministry? Why not have the the bangingest praise and worship and music music coming out of this place, going around the world and changing the, the whole culture of the church? <laughs> come on. I want y'all to come up higher in your personal life, in your talking, in, in, your, in your thinking, in your praying, and your believing. I, I, you're not believing for enough. You, you got to use your faith every day. Every day is an opportunity to use your faith.
3: Last. The last one. <laughs> That's gonna get you. Everybody said, deadline it. You got to put a date on it you got
1: to have a date on it. Know what, remember what Nehemiah did. <laughs> he was sad, you know, and the king recognized it. He told the king what was going on, what he wanted to do. And the king says, what time are we looking at? And what did he do? He gave him a timeline. If your dream don't have a timeline, you'll never accomplish it. I just said something that was profound. If your dreams do not have a time on it, a deadline on it, you'll never accomplish it because you'll always see it in the future. Future, 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 future. Are you with me? What timeline do you have on your dream? By such and such time next year, I want this, to, this amount of the dream to be fulfilled. What if you don't get it? So what? At least you're working on it. Because that faith, you remember faith is a substance of things hoped for. Faith needs something to work with. And if you put a date on it, it's something to, for your faith to, it's the goal of your faith. But if you just say, in general, I want a new house, and you don't have, Courtney has a, a date on the, wa- the, um, what's the, the dishwasher. And on the dishwasher, he says, either by this date, I have a new dishwasher, a new ref, what did you say, a new house. New kitchen, a new house by this date. So she got her faith out there, and it has, it has to be a timeline. So you got to have a deadline on it. Some of us, you got dreams, you just, it's general. i want to be out of that by when? I, 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 I want this to be done in my current. By when? Remember, God does not honor general faith. General faith will let you die. You'll go to heaven before your time. And you'll believe in the, the, the theology of society, uh, sovereignty, which the word is not even in the Bible. <laughs> sovereign. God is so sovereign. It makes religious people feel good. Sovereign. <laughs> the Lord is sovereign. So if he wants it to be done, he will do it by when he won't sit. And God says, well, put a deadline on it. Give me something to work with. Amen? Glory to God. Pick a date. Walk, to- walk towards it and make it happen. I hope this message has blessed you. Amen? I hope you got something out of it. I know I kept you a little longer. 12, 29. Lord. Uh, but I want to encourage you today. God wants to do more with us than we're willing for him to do with us. Amen. Join me standing as we pray.
3: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
1: Father God, we just praise you. We honor you. I'm going to counsel the leadership meeting today just because I kept you over, okay? like, yes. I see somebody rejoicing. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> the Lord loves me. I know PD is a man of God. He heard from God because I was like, Lord, I'm going to miss this meeting today. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Who said that? Raise your <laughs> <head. laughs> <Who said> hand. <that? laughs> oh, hey, we got one honest person. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Greg is like, Yes, Lord God is good. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you for your honesty, sir. May the Lord reward you according this.
3: <laughs> All right. Um, I, it, this, this thing was so heavy on me. I'm serious about your dream. If you're not having it, get some. Thank you, Lord. Close your eyes. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Lord, we love you. If you're here, I'm not going to call you up, but I am going to have some people pray for you up at your seat. If you're here and you said, Pastor Dwayne, I, um, I don't have any dreams that I recognize. If that's you. I want you to raise your hand, and I'm going to have some people come
3: and pray with you. Does anybody here don't have any dreams?
1: Father, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you, Father. We're so very grateful for your spirit. Thank you, Father. Help us to dream big dreams. God, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
3: Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus.
1: Thank you. Let us not be afraid, Father, of of the the ambitions that you put inside of our hearts. God, just free us up. From, from from society and the, the limitations that people have placed upon our lives and we have placed on our own lives. Father, you want to do more in us and through us than we want you to do those things. And Father, we just yield to the spirit of God. Come on, lift up your hands. Let's yield to the spirit. Father, we yield to the spirit of God. Help us, Holy Spirit, help us to dream with you. Oh, help us, help us to dream big dreams, God. We want to see things manifest, Lord, even by the end of the year. God, I thank you. I thank you by the end of the year, Father, our health, our wealth, our finances, our marriages, our singleness, our children, our careers, God. Oh, God, we want to see some things manifest, Father. And Father, I thank you for some big dreams, God. Oh, keep us out of foolishness. Keep us out of, deliver us from foolishness. Deliver us from um, presumption. And God, I pray that we will operate in biblical faith. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. I thank you for the dreams. Come on. We thank you for the dreams that you've placed inside of us. Lord, we stir up the dreams. We stir By faith, Lord, we stir up the dreams of God that you've placed inside of us. Oh, God, I thank you, Father, the things, even dreams that we've forgotten about, the dreams that we've neglected, the dreams that have died. God, I thank you for reviving those dreams. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Father, deliver us from allocating what what we are supposed to do to you. Father, I pray for a, a revelation. You said abundance of revelation. So a revelation of our part in dreams and in this Christian walk in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We praise you. Jesus, we praise you. We honor you, Father. We honor you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Ghost. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I praise you. Come on, I want you to get your some of your dreams in your mind. I begin, begin to thank God for them being manifested. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, <laughs> Jesus. Thank you, Father. Get, get in your mind now. God gave you a mind to use it. Use that imagination. Use that imagination for his glory. Thank you, Father. We thank you. Some of y'all have been allowing the people to use that imagination. Oh, God, I thank you. Oh, thank you for the ma- imagination. Redeem the imagination. Cause the imagination to be fruitful. And that's he sent out. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
0: That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 1854, Perth Amboy, New Jersey 08862. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The address is partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. Until next time, God bless you.